welcome to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your host, Moise Bertrand, Road to Billions podcast. It's been an amazing journey, you guys, and I appreciate every last one of you guys for listening on the episodes and just, you know, staying tuned on just the journey of Road to Billions, you know, RTB. Um, I dropped the 100K, you know, uh, podcast episode, and I gave you guys gems on that about conjuring up and getting to that 100K. Um, this episode here, particularly, I'm just going to talk about this re- renovation project I just got done with. Um, took me 49 days for rehab, and um, I just want to give you guys, like, my story time on it just because it was a process. It is a process, but I know me telling my story is going to help one of you guys who are looking to get to real estate and who just want things prior to know about things you should know about real estate and renovations and all that. Um, and, you know, of course, what happens after the renovations and how do you finish and complete the job, you know? So like I tell you guys before, I'm a real estate developer and investor. Um, on the developer side of things, you know, I help affordable housing, low income particularly. That's my specialty with Section 8. Um, and I just help, you know, like I said, I buy these houses, renovate them, make them up to code and living standard, of course, because when I do buy them, they be in horrible conditions. So when I buy these properties, they're called distressed, meaning they need work and stuff like that. TLC is another word they'll, they'll call it, um, touch and love and care. And, you know, this particular property, it was a, it was a hassle because um, the previous seller, and thank you, you know, for selling the property and everything like that, but the previous seller was kind of afraid of the foundation. You know, and the foundation is what keeps the house up, of course. And the foundation was caving in. And, um, you know, the seller didn't really tell me that. You know, they they kind of let me play stupid. You know, they was like, oh, well, they played stupid. They was like, well, if he doesn't say nothing about it, we're not going to say nothing about it either. And I kind of walked in with my contractor. He was like, well, the foundation here is kind of messed up. And um, I was like, okay, cool. How much is it going to cost me? And he gave me the price. And I was like, well, I had a battle between if this house is going to be a good grab or, you know, should I just leave it alone? <clears throat> it's this deal pretty much. And, um, you know, we walked through the house and everything. And I looked at the house and I'm like, man, it's pretty in good shape. I'm not even going to be afraid of this foundation thing. You know, whatever comes with it comes with it. So I closed on the house, bam, you know, and I got started on the foundation and, um, it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't bad at all. It took about two, three, two, three days. You know, I had to go buy the materials. It came out to like a thousand and dollars for the materials for all the ply boards and all the stilts, um, and all the subs. You know, because I had to get um, boards and everything to do the foundation. Then I had to get some subs um, and some stilts, of course, just to rebuild and reframe that room that they knocked down. They knocked down the walls of. Um, that was the bathroom, of course. So when they got that done, you know, I looked at it. It looked amazing. I'm like, man, you didn't even understand how much feeling was this running through my body because you could finally f- walk through the floor and then not feel like it's going to cave in, if that makes sense. It wasn't smushy or nothing like that. The wood had wood rot and it was bad. Um, and the reason we found out, well, the reason that happened, what was caused, that caused that, the house is in a great condition, mind you. It was just because the previous plumbing issue had a leak that was, working that was just leaking over the years and the wood it just ate away at the wood and the wood just you know it just finally it, it gave out on the bottom level um so the only thing that was keeping it up was 
the the top one, you know. So that was a well, it was a it was a couple boards that ran across um, vertically, yeah, vertically, um, and um, those kept those kept the floor from from caving in. So over time, I was just like, man, the water really messed it up. So we had to restructure the piping as well because the piping also had a leak. So fixed the leak, then we fixed the foundation, then we boarded up the floor, had the floor boarded all up, and it looked amazing. Um, framed it up, had them guys come in there, do the plumbing and stuff like that for the bathroom, put the tubes in there, all that good stuff, pipes, set up the tub, do all that. Like the bathroom was completely a re- redo. Um, and the bathroom tub actually, not the tub, you guys, one of the one of the pipes um, leaked again, you know, when we when the job was done. And the reason I knew that is because the the painter and stuff called me. He was like, "Man, it sounded like something leaking in the damn bathroom, man. It sounded like something spraying like a faucet." And I was like, "Man, turn off the damn water or something like this. Herp and run outside and turn off the water." So he turned off the water, and um, it didn't. Luckily, it didn't mess nothing up at the inside of the house. Um, it was just spraying, like I said, leaking from the the actual tub, not the tub, but it was a pipe that was leaking that came from the tub um, that was leaking from that pipe onto the floor, um, onto the soil under the house. But I didn't want that to be no leakage at all because I didn't want nothing at all. And, you know, we got that fixed. I was like, bet. So that was that. I made sure I put a whole new tub in there, toilet, vanity sink, um, and I took out the regular hanging light that was in the bathroom and I put some cup lights. So cup lights are the ones that you cut out in the in the ceiling and it's like a light and then you don't really can't touch it and stuff like that. And you know, it was LED. So that was that. That was pretty cool. And I put a new ventilator in there as well. So, you know, um exhumed the fuels and all the humidity and stuff like that, just to make sure the bathroom don't get mold. And um that was that. You know, I had them come in there, put the floor in there as well, paint, and then put the little um, accessories for the bathroom, like the racks and all that good stuff. So that was cool, and you know, a lot of people gave me a good compliment about the bathroom because the redo of that bathroom, my God, you would have been like, I, it's not the same house at all. So that's that. Um, AC man, AC went out when we was painting the house. Um, when I got them to paint the house after a few weeks, after everything, all the foundation, everything was taken care of. AC went out and. The guy painted, he was like, man, did you turn off the power? I'm like, nah, bro, the power's on. Like, you know, as you can see, like, electricity's on. He's like, man, the AC went out. And I'm like, how did the AC go out? And he was like, um, the AC went out, man, and I think you should get it checked out. Call the city. Call the city. City says on. So I had to call my dude, and he came out there, and he went to go check out the AC. And the AC obviously needed um, a repair. Luckily, I thought it's, luckily, I thought it was a bigger problem. And um, I was hoping it wasn't, and thankfully God looked out. It was just a simple repair, and it was a compressor, I believe he said, or something like that, something I don't know. And we got it fixed, and he put a thermostat, a new thermostat on the um, on the inside because I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot about putting new thermostats and, you know, AC repairs and just use ACs. There's a lot of things that goes into just being an AC guy, HVAC system technician. It's a lot to just that side of things. So shout out to him, man. Took care of it. Appreciate it, man. At a good price as well, by the way, because I look, I love good prices. And I make sure I keep people in mind when I do business again, because I always keep that keep that in mind. Good prices. We work together again. Um, AC got taken care of, so I resumed the painting because 
how it's set up is as a developer, you can't fuck up, you know? And the reason you can't fuck up because you have a budget. You don't want to blow your budget. You don't want to overspend your budget. You don't want to spend money because you have it, and you don't want to underspend money because you're trying to save money and make more money, right? Just at when you're thinking that you're done with the job, something crazy might happen, right? And you got to have a reserves put away just for stuff like that. Um, so, for instance, like this AC repair, this happened. It was a miscellaneous repair. I had to buy a part and get it fixed. I wasn't expecting the AC to go out. You get me? A lot of people may not expect things to go on, but you have to roll with the punches. Um, that leak was an unexpected cause as well. I had to tell them to go under there, fix the pipe, pay for labor for that. So that was a thing I had to go take care of as well, but roll with the punches. Um, and I was like I was mentioning, with the, as a developer, you can't make mistakes because, you know, I can't have them paint and then the AC's not on because the humidity will obviously make a leak and then the leakage would drip all to the floor and even though the floor is not done, but it's still going to start leaking. And, and as it dry, you know, you're going to start seeing that in the morning It's going to look like little tears, you know, um, paint tears and stuff like that. So they have to repaint it. And if it dried too long, it could create that, um, that, that, that stream of tear that looks like it's going still dripping against the wall. So to avoid that, you want the house to be cool. You want the house to be not only, um, stable, but also it has no, outside windows that's letting insects or other humidity come out from the outside and mixing up with the cold air as well. So you got to make sure everything's on point just to make sure one thing don't fuck up the other and things are in alignment with each other because this is a house and everything's a moving piece. Um, after I got the bathroom done and everything, my whole plan of action was next just to make sure I chalk up every crack that was in the house and all the things that were, of course, um, showing like cosmetics before I had them paint. So chalking up is pretty much a mud, and it's when you fill up cracks with it. And if you ever get, if you guys ever seen like a little, it looks like a little tube you put inside of a gun and you squeeze it, and then it pours out this little mud-looking thing, and you pretty much just plaster it against whatever you're trying to plaster it, and then it seals up that crack, and then you plaster it with some, um, with some, you know, whatever they're gonna put over it to to make sure it's painted and everything. Um, but that, that helps them fill in cracks. And we had to just take care of that because when we leveled out the house, it was some cracks that was exposed just because when the house was sinking um, in the middle, it created some cracks at the top of the ceiling. So, um, and when I say top of the ceiling, I mean at the, at the corners of the ceiling because the house, could, it feels that, that pullage right there in the middle, you feel me? Um, so we got that fixed and we got those cracked, um, chalked up, like I mentioned, and painted over again um, with the new paint. So I had him go in with pastel gray and white floorboards. Um, the trimmings is white. I end up making a dark, earthly color for the exterior color of the house. And mind you, everything I was doing in the house, it was going off the gut instincts of what will feel right to me. You get me? I didn't go off over what everybody else was telling me to do because, yes, I took opinions from everybody, but at the final day, at the final end of the day, my say-so was my say-so. I wasn't influenced by anybody. You get me? And um, I took it I took it slow, man. I, I, like, I cut it. I cut it slow. It was like if you gave me something to do and I, I did more research on it, did I did the work. But if you ask me why I didn't do the work yet, it was because I was too busy learning the work first and appreciating the craft. So for this rehab, I took, I took, it, I took it upon myself to appreciate the craft, appreciate the journey. Um, I went from taking care of the essentials, like I said, the foundation, to the AC, to the to the plumbing, to the whole bathroom being um, re you know reinstalled and all that good stuff, to finishing the house from 
doing the porch steps over to adding railings to adding new LED lights to adding new countertops to adding new appliances to doing the whole floor over with vinyl plane flooring. And, you know, with the vinyl plane flooring, you guys, I use that in all my houses and I didn't use it throughout the whole flooring of the house. I kept the, the vinyl plank in the main rooms, pretty much like the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen area, and the bathroom. And, um, you know, I just took out all the old carpet that was in all the rural rooms, of course, and I just put some new carpet in, and now the rooms feel a lot more cozier. And the carpets that was there previously, it was like, it felt like it was cut off. Um, it felt like it was hardwood with just, like, cushion on it, if that makes sense. And it wasn't really good, and it had all stains on top of it. So I know I want somebody else to come into the house. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a very big person on just affordability and just making it a rentable living place. And um, that was one of the things I wanted people to come into the house to feel um, excited about. Like, okay, cool. I, I, could, I could walk on this floor. I don't have to, like, think about this this bathroom being used by thousands of people in the previous lifetime. This is literally new everything. So... You know, I'm excited for the new people, the new tenants to come in in there and um, get that moving and stuff like that. But essentially, man, you know, like I said, I put everything new in that house. I redid the interior painting as well. Um, and, you know, the windows, order new windows, order new interior doors. And that's what got me. You know, I'm not going to lie. This project was very time consuming because I had to do a second foundation thing before um I had to put the rest of the flooring in that was in the main room. And I kind of felt like I had to do the foundation for that room as well, but I didn't want to think about it. You know, I thought it was salvageable, meaning I thought I could just cheat it and um, not in a bad way. I just thought it was something we just probably cut out a piece and get it done. But it was a lot bigger than we expected just because it affected the other areas as well. And, you know, I just got it done, man. You know, before we had laid down that, that vinyl plank flooring in the main room, you know, the contractor can walked over to me. He was like, listen, you see this piece here? Yeah, we could savage it. We could nail it down and everything, but let's not do that, man. Let's just keep it going. Let's just take it out. We already did that room. Let's just knock out this room as well. I'll give you a good price on it. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't even tripping about the price. I was tripping about the, the time consumption on it because I was like, okay, cool. How long is it going to take? You know, because the painting guy, he's on the schedule. You're on the schedule. The floor guy's on the schedule. You get me? So everybody's on the schedule. So how long is this going to take? Because I got to tell the floor guy, they don't have to come in tomorrow, but I don't know if the following day they may have a job and that's going to push me back a whole week. Now the house is just sitting there. You know, I like to make progress each week. That's my motto, progress each week in anything I do. You know, if I'm learning something or if I'm doing something, I have to make some progress on that because then I feel like I'm slacking off and shit not going right. Then I feel like I'm just, oh, shit, what am I doing? You get me? So progress is the big thing of real estate. Let's make some progress. So I was just like, let's knock it out. We got it done. Bought some materials for it. Bam. Knocked out that foundation. That foundation feels really good when you first walk into the house um, because it was, like I said, a little bit uh, squeaky right there. And it wasn't bad as the, the foundation next to the bathroom, but it did cause some creaking noise when you walked on it. it. thought it was like some wood that's creaking and stuff. So we got it done. And primarily because as well, if I wasn't going to get it done, the vinyl plank flooring, which is pretty much, um, it's like a adhesive sticking flooring that you that you place on floors and everything. And if the flooring isn't leveled or anything like that, you'll buy a leveler, which is a is a liquid or it could be like a cushion that could level the whole floor out, right, to make it all even. But if the floor is caving in, 
and the wood also is at the same time is, is protruding out, meaning it's sticking out, sticking up. Once you're trying to place that vinyl on there, it's going to be sticking up. You know, that piece won't go down. It's going to make it look tacky. It's going to make it look horrible. You might as well just say, fuck it, you know, because why, why would you do that? Why would you bullshit it? So you just get it done. Get it done so you don't have to worry about the future, you guys. Like I mentioned, if, it goes, if it's going to cause you a convenience in the future and not an inconvenience, just get it done now because you're paying for convenience. If you know you want to like fly first class, you're flying to Dubai and it's a 10-hour trip, and you know you don't want to pay no fucking economy because you don't have no C and you may get like you may be starving. Just pay for that first class or pay for that class that you feel like at least is gonna be more convenient because there's nothing more better than convenience, you guys. So when I blade down that floor, um, that vinyl looks a lot more better. The door, the door um, could close. You know, at one point it was kind of stopping at a certain a- angle um, and range. And when I walk on that portion, nothing, no creaking, no crazy sounds, no. Um, soft spots, so we good to go. Um, so that whole plan of action was just making sure the whole house was founded um, on a good foundation. Uh, the flooring was pretty much intact. The AC was pretty much very cool. Um, the bathroom, of course, was my main objective because I knocked out that whole wall and everything like that. And I had to make sure that bathroom came out better than what it was before. And boy, boy, it did. You know, when you guys see the picture on my Bright Raven page, when you guys see the pictures on my page, um, you guys will see the before and after, and you guys will see the work of art, the Picasso that I did. Um, this was my full rehab, like I said, one of my first rehab solo projects that I did. I'm excited for more that's going to be coming. I'm working on some other projects as well. But um, this house, I kind of made it feel like I was supposed to live in it. You know, when you live in a house, you obviously know what you want to add to it. You know the things other people will want. You know the things that will make people feel um, happy about and I wasn't afraid, you know, I was very much um, adventurous on this because I was breaking down the puzzle, make sure I was getting the appliances order, getting the flooring guys in there, getting the painter guys in there, getting the plumbing guys in there, getting the foundation guys in there, getting the guys who's going to add the railings because the front of the house didn't have no railings, right? It just had one piece of railing wood rot that was leaning to the side and the steps were looking crazy. So when I made them exterior, paint the whole exterior, I made them paint it, like I said, um, an earthly color with white trimmings and a brown door. And my God, it looks amazing. But, you know, when I made them trim the whole house and paint the whole thing, I made them do the railings. I made them put two railings down at the front um, of the house to make it the stairs and two railings in the back of the porch to make it some stairs as well. And um, I just got everything taken care of, you know. So that was the biggest thing I, take, I, I wanted to take care of. And um, regardless of how that came apart, I just took took advantage of everything that was given to me. You know, I didn't really want nobody to feel like, hey, listen, this house is getting done. It doesn't look good. I want people to walk pa- I want people to walk by this house. I want people to drive by this house. I want people to rent this house and feel like they have a work of art. And, you know, of course, when we was getting it done, people were driving by. People were asking, hey, listen, man, this house looks amazing. My contractor called me and said, hey, listen, man, people are asking us who's doing this house, you know, and this house looks amazing, man. I didn't even know these colors were going to come out good. Like, I have literally... The, color, the, the chat, he texted me. I didn't even know these colors would come out good. And, um, you know, shout out to two, two people I asked, you know, for their opinion because I asked on my close friends on Instagram what colors um, should I pick, pick for the inside and outside of this house. And people gave me some suggestions. So I went with the exterior ca- um, paintings and, you know, I kind of prayed about it and I added the white, the white to myself. And um, I was just trying to see, man, and kind of came out really good. So... Shout out to them. Shout out to that crew. Shout out to everybody else who 
played a big part in just getting it done. Um, like I said, shout out to those who believe in me, who believed in me in the, in the beginning of all this, you know, and who still is believing in me and who sees the progress because I'm only getting better, you know, and I, I want you to be very afraid for those who feel like Moist is falling off or Moist would never be bigger than what he is now because this is just the catalyst of, of a bigger thing, of a bigger hedge fund, of a bigger billionaire standpoint. You know, we're building and we're developing new things for people to live in, to to hold, to be tangible of uh, mentees, to get some racks in their pocket for people to change their livelihood. And I'm doing it for people, you know, and I want you guys to understand, like, what I'm doing here is not normal. You know, what I'm doing here is not basic. What I'm doing here is not um, average. It's not what the average guy is doing. I'm not an average guy. I'm not an average you know, uh, Joe, you know, I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm saying that with all due respect and all humble, but what I could do for people, I want people to understand. I want you to be great at what you do. You know, when I, when I give people opportunities to work with me, when I give people opportunities to work for me, when I give people opportunities to work, um, work and, and, and learn from me, consider it a blessing because I didn't have nobody really teaching me these things. Yeah. I had a mentor, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we still had to struggle on our own. We still had to come up on our own. We still had to piece the puzzles together and um, still do the work on our own, homework on our own. And the grind, I didn't cheat the grind that one time. You know, you could see it in my results. You could see it in my behavior. You could hear it in my actions. You could hear my consistency, my discipline. Um, and although, yes, although I had circumstances where I feel like I was never going to come out of it, I never held my head down, my head down and walked with no disbelief or no um sadness or anything like that so I started in real estate with just a basic plan that was to get one property you know we scaled it up to many more properties to this very day you know my company is doing six figures a year now developing and then buying and purchasing property um, and wholesaling as well so I'm only telling you like this because I used to sleep on the air mattress and you know I get very um I reminisce about that because when I see a young black man, you know, and he's he's in high school, he's in high school, and he doesn't really know what he wants to do next. And I could talk to him as as a twenty five year old. I got seven years on you. You know what that means? That means I have seven years of experience. Yeah, you may have gone through some struggles, but what I've been through, my guy, you gonna understand. Like I can relate to you, and I can teach you some things that will make you a better person. And that's the only thing I want from people. You know, I want people to understand, like, there's people out there who are really genuine. You know, I had a couple people tell me, hey, listen, man, I, I don't want no favors from me because I feel like I'm going to have to owe you. I don't really have the money to pay you back. I'm like, no, nah, pay me back with your, with your work ethic. Pay me back knowing that if I put you on now, you're going to put me on later. You're going you're gonna to tell others about my business. You're going to spread the word. You're going to spread the gospel about what I'm doing because I, I need to enlighten you so you can enlighten others. So at the end of the day, you bring others back with you. You know, it's like you 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 send someone off and they come back they come back with more stuff. You know, you give a woman money, she come back and she buy more stuff and make the house a home. You know, so you bring more things back. You know, you tell somebody one thing and then they bring back a thousand more people and they be like, so where do we sign up at? You know, so I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna walk you through the process. I'm gonna be a mentor to you. I'm gonna be a coach to you. I'm gonna be a teacher to you. I'm gonna be everything to you. But I'm not going to be someone who's going to sit there and let you be lackadaisical with your time. And I'm not going to let you play with my time. You know, so when you do real estate, you got to be very disciplined because I don't like people to sit back and be passive. I kind of constantly tell people that every once in a while, like I'm a very transparent, and honest person. 
Don't sit around me, bro, and not do nothing because I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. If you're not doing nothing, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. You know, I'm the person who's going to call you out on your bullshit. No one ever has to ask me what do I think about things because if I do say it, it's not going to be what people want to agree with because it's never going to be what people want to agree with. Oh, I think Moist thinks this, though, you know, because there's always something better to do. There's always something greater to exceed. You get me? So I want you guys to to, to tap into real estate. Like I said, I practice and specialize into the Burr method, um, meaning I take real estate that is in distressed conditions, fix them up, and I re- and I refinance them, cash out refinance them at a different value once they get appraised. And those that appraisal comes from um, the comparables in the area, how well and how high are, there, are those houses selling. And the comparables also are the square footage in the same bedrooms, same bath, same um, um, bedrooms. And also that house, how does it look? What anemones and what things were done to the house? So when I take this house into consideration, the appraisal is going to come out there and they're going to look at everything that was done to the house, which was everything. You know, we got new lightings. We got everything done to the house. So I, I seek to to get a higher appraisal, which I will. And, you know, with that being said, like, you always want to gravitate towards bigger and better projects. You never want to stick on one project. You never want to put your focus on one project. You never want to put all your eggs on one deal. Because um, some other deals that I do, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one deal. Yeah, why would I not do that? Because I like to mitigate risk. It doesn't mean that I don't feel like the the, the deal is going to not work out or anything. Sometimes I just like to keep a long term and not go past a certain limit. If I know I want to make... 15 grand, and I say, well, 30 grand sounds good, but how much more I need to put in to make 30? I took a risk that, that I wasn't trying to go for initially, you know? So, like, the 48 laws of power, do not pass your limits, you know? Set your limits, don't go past them, because at the end of the day, you're always going to, like, regret going past your limits and losing, you get me? So, um, like I said, this project is officially done, it took me 49 days. It was a great experience, you guys. I got the whole remodel did, um, floors done, baseboards Baseboards were are like the closest things to the floor that separates the wall from the flooring. I got those done. I had to take all those off and the whole flooring in the house. When they did the walls, when they did the drywall, when they put the back up for the bathroom, had to buy some baseboards for that and um, take off all the regular ones that was in the house previously and put some new ones in the house and pay for labor for that as well. And then they put the flooring in. But then, you know, that was just a, a big thing as well because – you got to get that painted as well. So you got to pay some money to paint that. So it was like, it was, this project was one of those things where I learned a lot. You know, I was, I was very much grateful. Um, things happened that I didn't expect. You know, the back door was broken into and someone jammed it up. They were trying to get into the house for whatever reason. I had to get a new door and that was just miscellaneous things I had to pay for. You know, so I I always tell people real estate is never it's never a, a walk. It's not, it's not a walk. You know, people say it's so easy and all that, but I really want to disregard and say it's not easy and all that because if it was easy and all that, everybody would be doing it. You know, if everybody would be doing it, then it wouldn't be reasons for me to be teaching you how to do it because you know how to do it. You wouldn't be foreseeing any circumstances that I could teach you about because it was so easy. You could just tackle it on your own. But when it comes down to critical thinking, when it comes down to problem solving, when it comes down to discipline, that's what real estate is. If you don't have no critical thinking skills, you're going to be eaten alive by the sharks. If you don't have no problem-solving skills, you're going to be fucked up. If you don't have no patience, you're going to be assed out and gassed out. 
So you need people like me on your team. You need a coach like me who's going to take you from A to Z. You need someone like me who's going to do research on your property. And if not, you need a and you need a team player as like me, like Moist, like I'm like I'm mentioning me because I kind of wear all the hats when I'm doing deals by myself. You know, when I deal, when I do deals and I purchase them, I go in a deal thinking, okay, cool. I need to get the insurance. I need to get the um the rehab budget going. I need to do the scope of work, meaning what is going to be done inside the house. I need to find out who's going to be working on the houses. I mean, the house houses, you know, get me, but who's going who's going to be the, be the guys that I hire for each individual jobs in this house? You know, how long do I want to work on this house? What's my budget for this house? And once I get everything all situated by myself, you know, then I start breaking it down into a calendar effect. Okay, week one, week two, week three, week four, junk is removal and all that, landscaping, all that bad boy, and we just break it down into steps. So it took me 49 days. You give me me solo. Not everybody could do that. Some people take longer. If you hear somebody saying they're taking 65, 70 days for a rehab, understand that rehab may have a bigger problem, but like I said, it shouldn't be taking them too long because normal rehab should take around like 30 to 45 days. You give me um, took me 49, 49 days, which is actually a good time because the foundations you gave me was the biggest thing and it pushed me back a week and a half. So like I mentioned, you guys, it's always something better to do outside. It's always something great to learn about. I wasn't very much knowledgeable in this. I sat down and I learned about the craft because I was very um, interested in it. And I don't, I don't need you guys to feel like you're pressured to learn about real estate because it's something that is generalized as safe. Um, everybody's doing it. I want you to do something that you feel comfortable with in investing, but I want you to also put your money in something that's sustainable and that's an asset because times are changing nowadays, and unfortunately, we are not living in the same times we have been that our parents did. You know, like I said, there's a lot of um, politics going on with, with financial institutions, you know, going down and crypto and all this other stuff. So I don't like the whole mumbo jumbo. I don't like the whole confusion thing when it comes to where my money's at and how could I keep keep track of my money because if my money go missing and everybody go money missing, how do how everybody's gonna recover their money? You know, but if you have something that I can go touch, feel, and I know someone's paying rent on it any time of the day, any month, they have to pay me. I'm still gonna have something I can sell and therefore is an asset. So I can always tap into those funds. And that's the only thing I want you I really want you guys to think about. Like let's buy things that are less um I'm not saying don't buy yourself expensive things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's limit, let's minimize the amount of things we do buy that exceed the amount of assets we have. So if we have more liabilities than assets, let's slow down on those liabilities and let's buy more, let's buy more assets. Then let's kick our feet back up and buy some more. Um, then I call it fruits. You know, I'm not going to call it liabilities because once you get your assets, they're not fruits. You know, you can buy things that your assets provide you money for. So let's think about that. Let's think about wealth. Let's think about getting rich as young black men. Let's think about getting rich as young black people individually, as a society, as a culture. You know, there's a lot of culture vultures out there who try to, like, minimize our mindset, who obviously try to throw us off the path. You know, RIP to all the young brothers who, you know, lost their lives to violence and this, um, you know, anything else that involved this, like, early death. You know, RIP to everybody who, you know, lost a loved one. You know, I lost a father, like I spoke to you guys before. And, um... You know, we need we need to continue to like live our lives to the fullest so it could provide for the next generation of people and men who come up under us because we don't need the same revolving cycle with depression, with brokenness, with poverty, with just um, anxiety. We don't need um, those things in our families anymore. We have to break these curses 
And if you have to be the black sheep to do certain things, do it. Don't be the person to wait because once you get older, once you hit 30, 35, your life is like kind of like if you want to do it, then you're going to do it. But if you don't have to do it, you won't really put no pressure on yourself to do it because I know at 30, 35, you're going to have a lot more responsibilities. And if you don't have time to put away now, you don't want to put time away then, you know, because you want to like at least have some time put away then. So you want to like put in the time now, you know, depending on what you do now, put some time, money and everything away because it's going to be only better for you to move up in life um, and then do it with like a smile on your face, regardless of how life is going. So I appreciate you guys for listening to Roller Business Podcast, um, Bright Raven Group. Like I said, check me out on Instagram, Bright underscore Raven Group, Bellinor underscore Moist. You know, we're doing great things in, a, in, a, in great communities, um, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, Savannah, um, Miami, Atlanta, you know, Columbus, Ohio. We're doing it big. You know, we're doing things in, in, in across the U.S. Um, like I said, I'm looking at this. Bring more, more, bring more, more people on the road with me. Journey along to real estate, on to the six-figure journey, on to the knowledge journey, onto the multi-million dollar journey, and eventually we're gonna hit the building on the journey. So, I definitely appreciate you guys for listening to Roll the Business Podcast. It's been an amazing journey. Keep God first. Thank you guys once again.